All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, October 23rd. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live in studio. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. All right, Clayton, let's get into it. Huge weekend. It was Martin Scorsese versus Taylor Swift. Leo versus Taylor Swift. She couldn't beat Joker last week, but was she able to beat Leo? So movie stars all over the place, historic director. We had to bring in a heavy hitter for this episode. We brought him in. Podcast Jesus is here. Kirk yes, Manahan. yes, yes. Yes, boys. As always, it's great to be here. It's great. Can I? Can, can may, may they? May they ask an editorial question? Is of, that okay? Of course. of course, go for it. Maybe explain. I think I hear. I don't think I've missed anything. But why is it? Effort that's a raw feed now. Am I allowed to ask that question or no? Well, here, here we go. Listen, we've got our eye on the future. Yeah, we've got our okay eye on the dollar. No, no, you, you, you're so perceptive. I just love yeah. how perceptive you are. Okay. Well, as a as a huge listener, I, I mean, it makes me wonder. Are you guys appeasing the larger? Are you playing ball with the mainstream now that you become more popular? I mean, we're we're not playing ball yet. We're we're looking to play ball in the future. I think mm-hmm. is the big thing. And, Long gotcha, you know, yeah. we're crunching the numbers, crunching future numbers. And we're mm-hmm. thinking, do we want to have in the first five seconds of every show? You know, ah. because listen, we're, we're a freewheeling show. Mm-hmm. Sure, we're sure. going to, we're going to be cursing. We're going to have naked women in the studio, all the stuff. I know that. From the is that a, is that a, is, is that a president's call? Is that somebody, is that they both come to that conclusion or whose idea was that? Um, you know, I mean, everything here is, is 60, 40 and you gotcha. could guess right. who is who. Sure. Um, but in the well, end, we both agree on it. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious as a listener, I wanted to ask you that because I, I heard it the other day running and I actually stopped okay. in the morning in my tracks and said, wait a minute, what this is. I enjoy that. Now I, I I'm afraid to say that word now. I, I enjoy that sort of, here we go off to the races, but up, up. I was just curious. That's all. Just, 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 just curious. You didn't injure yourself though when you stopped, right? You no, were- but at my age, you know, I'll be fifty next week. Right. Uh, w- once I start running again, after I stop, it's a whole. The old, the elder. You guys are obviously from the same generation, of course. So you would, you would understand. Uh, technically, I mean, I'm Gen X. I'm your generation. So also I, Gen uh, X. Yeah. yeah. So we're all right. in the same boat. Yeah. The guys like me, like my friend Ellie Burston. At our age, we're running and exercising like that. It's it becomes a whole to do, and you have to get started again. So it did. It did take me a while to get going. You know, it's it's God. We'd never want to injure a listener uh, sure. by accident. So I think you know we probably should have had a warning mm-hmm. before yeah. the first time we did that. That you yeah. know, trigger warning. Gotcha. We say f it. Gotcha. Early on. So yeah, sure. you're right. We we should have done that. Well, I mean, f it, Kirk. This was a huge <laughs> weekend. We got to get. Mm-hmm to Marty, to Leo, to Taylor Swift. But before we get to that, we have an important piece of business we want to go over with you. Because, listen, mm-hmm. you listen to us. We listen to you every day. Okay. Yeah. And I got to ask you, could you tell the wannabe boys, wannabe girls, wannabe people, people about people. this potential idea? I've heard you tease on the Kirk Minahan show. What is potentially at a theater near me? What is this <laughs> idea? Because you, know, I, I'll tell you right off the bat, Yo boys might have something to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in. I am. That's a collab, a dream collaboration. Uh, so we have a guy <clears throat> on my show, Chris Clemmer, who now is actually at Barstool, New York, full time. He started a show called At a Theater Near Me in 2022, where he was going to see a movie every single day of 2022. Mm-hmm. He wound up getting COVID, and like a like a like a child, you know, decided to 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 do the right thing and stop doing it. So he then announced it again, but was not going to collaborate with the Kirk Minahan show. He was going to go on his own. I said, no, no, no. 
So now we're going to do it on our own starting January 1st, 2024. One of our listeners, or maybe if you got whatever your role wants to be in, uh, remember, it's 366 days next year. It's mm-hmm. a week. Every single day, uh, one of my listeners is going to go see a, a different movie at the movie theater. And you can do it, you know, between the revivals and the second run. You, you, can, you can make that happen. So mm-hmm. that's uh, – I'm in the fan out there. I think is going gonna, is gonna to try and make that um, uh, be a reality. So, so this would be a new show. Yep. Well, Just, sort of, yeah. Right. But I mean, uh, you would be starting this as a, as another podcast, a, yes. a big, yep. a as big a, venture. A, correct. I mean, the yep. Mid fans are going to love it. People are going to get into it. Yep. This thing's going to be huge. Yeah, we might swear a little bit just to give you guys a heads up. I don't want to put you in, you know, I know you guys are. So we, we, we may occasionally swear on this. Right. One, so, well, okay. I mean, listen, we, we've sworn before and we'll swore, <laughs> swear again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. So Clayton and I were here at, BOHQ, mm-hmm. and we're talking about this idea. We're at the water cooler, of course. Yep, we're always at the water cooler. I'm, yeah, we're always parched. And you know, listen, I'll say right off the bat, I obviously can't be this guy. I've got so much going on. I got a wife. I'm in Europe. You know, who knows when the next time? But I will be there again. Mm-hmm. Clayton, do you want to talk? Is this something that you potentially could have some? ability to take part in. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it and, uh, I, I was contemplating throwing mm. my hat in the ring to host. Say, wow. That's wow. big. Yeah. That's big. That's big. Wow. That's big. Wow. I mean, the thing is because listen, you love your fans. We love your fans. The minute fans are the greatest fans there are. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're going to have to go through a lot to try and vet somebody, right? Sure. If right. you go with a Minna fan that's just off the street. Absolutely. And he will be off the street. Off the street. Yeah, yeah. he'll yeah. literally he be, be living, living, yeah. living yeah. on the no, street. We'll have to fund his existence or her. Yeah, no, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Does this affect, how about your, does this affect you, you being on strike and you still go see, you can still go see these movies. So oh, fine. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, I could talk about struck work, but I can't promote it. Right. right. Because and, and I haven't been in anything uh, in a very long, probably since Shutter Island. So there's really nothing that right. I would be promoting actively. So sure. even if the strike goes into the next year, next year, yeah, this is something I could do. Now, of course, when I'm doing my podcasting, if the strike's still going on, I can't do my great impressions, Impression, sure. you know, and things like that. The things that I'm known for. Right. But I still could actively see these movies i could do the podcasting you know you've you've listened to my voice it's a familiar voice it's a soothing voice america yeah for sure and you're in a place where movies are all the time i can go see a movie anywhere i can go anywhere i can do anything and you know i and you've listened you know you know kirk i have not been seeing enough movies as a Mm. box office pundit i should Mm -hmm. be seeing more movies this would force me to see every single movie yeah and Mm. so i mean it's an interesting concept i gotta say are you throwing your hat it seems to me you're sort of i'm officially throwing the old cap wow in there so i mean guys guys, tweet this out from the show account please this is this is big i don't want to spoil this before the show you guys mind if we tweet this out now no tweet it immediately i'm throwing the hat in wow from bo boys is throwing his hat in as a candidate gus yeah for uh, Yes, get to tweet that out, please. Uh, the people will like that. They like the Bo Boys. Uh, that is, that's big news. Yeah, that is. 
big news. I just, I, like. I just see how you run the operation. I see mm-hmm. what the possibility. I mean, these episodes we do are spectacular. Mm-hmm. A full-on collab because even mm-hmm. though Pat could not do every single day, obviously he's got a wife and kids. Well, he's, yes, he's, of course, he's yeah. cosmopolitan. Yeah, he's, you know, yeah. he's jetting off. You yeah. know, right. he's, you know, sure. he's on a bike with baguettes or whatever. Mm-hmm. He could be a frequent guest let's say of course right yeah. listen clayton and i we are friend like outside of this show mm-hmm. so we we will see movies together naturally yes so i'll be around and i'll I be i am i am around. a i'm a hands-off producer i am not one of these tyrants on the set i'm not harvey weinstein on or off the set grants totally off uh you do what you want i trust the talent yeah, you're a tremendous talent. You're a podcasting, you know, superstar, basically on the rise. Yeah, so I get you right now. You know, go to town. I would, I would stay out of the way and let you do whatever you want. But uh, happy to jump in whenever you need me as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is, I, it's very, it's very, very intriguing. interesting and intriguing. Yeah, I mean, of course, logistics would have to be spoken about and all the, you know, the the things here and there. But I don't know. I'm, I might be your man. I feel like I'm the man. For this task. This is big. This is big. And 366, it's never been done before. 365 has been done. Correct. 366 has never been done ever in the history of mankind. You would be the first person to ever accomplish this. Ever. I mean, if I get in that Guinness book, you know, for something that isn't a heinous crime. Yes. That's the key. Or, yeah, some sort of eating thing. You don't want that. Or, like, toenails, something toenail-related, you know, that. That is twins. Yeah, those are all bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, listen, you know, I I don't have the job yet, so I don't want to, you know, start, start. uh, January 1st, 2024, you are, you are the betting favorite right now. Great. Yeah. Oh, and I love, if there's some action on me, that would be spectacular. Oh, be, yeah. oh yeah, we got people. Though. Don't don't you worry. Yeah. This will this will this will be big. This will be big news for yeah, sure. Yeah, bet. Us has already got a full uh, a full <laughs> spread on Clayton right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I mean, we haven't even like, gotten to see these movies, and we've already, I think, had a legendary episode just no by virtue of this breaking news. Tweets going out while we're still on air. I don't know if that's ever happened before in the Bo Boys. No, we're, we're quote tweet. Live quote tweet. Yeah. Just wow. Happened. Wow. Yeah. Big. All right, guys. Well, that was big. This is potentially going to be what the news of 2024 is, is is this potential collab. But let's get into the news of this weekend. Clayton, can you take time out of your potential new podcast to do something on our podcast, which is Plow for the weekend of Friday, October 20th, 2023? Number one, Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, made 31 million dollars down 67 percent no theater change it's at 129.7 million dollars in its second weekend of release number two killers of the flower moon made 23 million dollars in its opening frame number three the exorcist believer made 5.6 million dollars down 49 percent it lost 361 theaters it's at 54.1 million dollars in its third weekend number four Paw Patrol, I can't speak, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, $4.4 million, down 36%. It lost 343 theaters. It's at $56 million in its fourth weekend. And number five, kind of shocking, The Nightmare Before Christmas re-release, 
$4.1 million in only 16,000 theaters, 1,600 theaters. It is at, I guess, uh, total gross. Uh, Let's not talk about the total gross because they messed it up here, uh, the numbers. But it's in its 1,567th week of release. That's your top five. And I'll just go down to six just because Saw X had another great hold, made $3.5 million, only dropped 37%. It's at $47 million. So that is a hit. That is a franchise restarter, this Saw X performance. Yes. And, you know, they've got to just keep making sequels to Saw that take place between Saw 1 and Saw 2. Oh, that's so that, the sweet spot. Yeah. And however they these actors age, they age. It doesn't matter. You've got to just do these these Saw prequel movies where he just stays alive uh, because Tobin Bell is who people want to see. So let's start, before we get into the new Scorsese, Leo, Killers of Flower Moon, let's start with Taylor Swift. She was number one again. Listen, this had a 67% drop, which, I mean, that's what huge number one blockbuster movies drop from one to first to second weekend usually and this was a movie that I think we all thought would drop even further because of how much of the first weekend was advanced ticket buying. So to me, I think this hold is pretty okay. I'll toss it to you, Kirk. Have you seen this film in theaters? And will you I have not? It? No, I probably won't. My daughter is a teenager, not a massive Taylor mm-hmm. Swift fan. So I mean, not that I'd see with her and her friends anyway, but no, nah, she just doesn't appeal to me. I, I think she's great. Congratulations on the success, but no. It it is you know, yeah. I wasn't stunned at the drop either. So you know, it's yeah. I'm I'm surprised. Well, I guess not surprised. I, I like I don't even know like what what would have cost. They, they didn't play during the week, right? So how much did that cost them? Was it ten million bucks? Maybe would it have been. Yeah, I mean, I if think. That, I mean, probably a good play overall, though. Yeah, they I think they've done a good job. I think the not playing it during the week has helped. I agree. For for Taylor Swift, again, everything needs to look like a giant success, which this was. And it just pushes people towards the grosses that get reported every week, which is the weekend. You know, right. so like people right. who would have saw on a Tuesday, they got to see on the Friday, and that adds to the weekend grosses, which is what oh. makes the news. Right. So, In solidarity with Clayton, who I may be working for me or working together, I won't, I will now not see this movie after what they did to him. I mean, I just won't, I just won't do it. I simply won't. And then that's as a movie guy, I shouldn't be that way, but I have to be loyal. So I won't do it. Yeah. What did you think, Kirk, when you heard what is now the famous rant last week on the show, Clayton mm-hmm. furious mm-hmm. about yeah. AMC, a list, not allowing you to get Taylor Swift as part of your subscription package. When you heard well, that rant, I loved it. A, it B, you know, uh, it made me, I was going to New York uh, for something Barstool related a couple weeks ago and I heard your emergency podcast. Mm-hmm which in some way I thought was almost a reaction to something I had said. There was a lot to, to my reaction being critical of Taylor Swift. And look, I mean, I'm starting to wonder now if Taylor Swift is just running an entire scam. I don't know if she's just some sort of major yeah. league scam artist where she's mm. just taking money from these people, hand over fish. I don't know if it's some sort of, you know, made off like scheme, but yeah, it was a wow. good solid. That's what we like in the Kirk Minahan show. That's why Clayton was right to the top, like quick rants, boom, get the thing on TikTok. Cut it up. My producers, my, I get a young producer now. He's like 23. Great. He'll cut that thing up and like, he'll be dancing around. He'll have Taylor Swift's face on Clayton's face while he's doing a rant. He'll have her dress on. 
perfect. That's a home run rant right there. That that's great. I love that you've got a young TikTok friendly producer now because that that's that's what all our shows need. I mean, right. we have it now. We have wannabe oh senior intern Christopher killing it with the vertical. Yeah. I'm so glad you have now found your Christopher. Yeah, I do a top ten list for TikTok every day. Now at the end of the show, I put my hat on backwards and come up with a different yeah, list every day. I did the top 10 Jewish people the other day, trying to bring some solidarity. I saw like, that. You know, I, lo- I love that. Great list. You threw Springsteen in there. Yeah. Springsteen, of course. But, but I, uh, you know, that rant, I think, like all great rants are rooted in truth. That mm-hmm. is wild. That that's, you know, even I walk by the little theater in the town I live in, Lexington, Massachusetts. Taylor Swift, they have the prices. They had the Halloween, the original Halloween they were playing this weekend, a revival. Mm-hmm. Six bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coast Flower Moon, whatever it was. Nine, Taylor Swift, $19.99. I know. Look, I want all these movies to make all this money, but boy. I mean, it's an in-joke. I mean, for for a joke, like it's a goof. 1989 is a goof because it's the name of her album. Now, here's the thing. I I will say I did see this over the weekend because, as you know, because you're a listener, I went with a friend of mine. I did not back down. Uh, from being with somebody that I enjoy spending time with and I made a a agreement with. Mm-hmm. I'm a man of my word. We went. Sure. I will say, I did enjoy it for what it was, which was a special event. It's not a film. It's a special event. But here's what I got to say. I'm not taking back anything that I said. I will say that I I... I was being a little disingenuous because we love scammers on this show. Mm, We've talked about a great scam and we respect a great scam. And I think a lot lot of my anger came from being one of the people that got scammed. Uh, You were seeing the reaction of somebody who got scammed. And so I want to give my respect to Taylor Swift as an ultimate scammer. Because you mentioned she is running a great scam. And not just this. This isn't her only scam. Now, we're both Gen X, Kirk, so you'll understand this more. Matter, that yeah. This would see, seem like Greek to Pat, but... Yeah, Pat won't get it, but yeah. Remember well, when we used to buy CDs, Pat? Those are those silvery things that you had, you know, the, the disc sort of thing. I had a Nirvana one. Yeah. So, you used to buy compilations of songs, right? Say, from the 70s, right? Oh, yeah. yeah and, billboards. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, and things like that. And uh, because there wasn't your your Napsters, there wasn't your Spotify's, there wasn't anything like that. Mm-hmm. You would buy these compilations, and sometimes you would get a re-recording, right? Say oh, for sure. it was one toke over the line, and it would be Brewer was singing, but Shipley wasn't there, right? <laughs> right. And, and you would be uh, upset. You would be angry, sure. and yeah, it wouldn't sure. matter that, oh, these people own their, you know, the original, and so they had to re-record it because then they would make money. We didn't care. We felt ripped off. Yeah. She has made a business out of re-recording her albums, and Mm -hmm. she's made it into something that is a a feminist thing, is a sort of righteous thing. That is the ultimate scam. Brewer and Shipley never did that. No, they didn't. No, no film for them either. Yeah, yeah. that is yeah. the ultimate scam, yeah. and it's amazing. And so I respect her as a scammer. She is the best scammer going right now. It's a good point because you know you guys this summer, and you were right. You guys gave Sound of Freedom a ton of credit for yeah. what yeah. they did. It was a well-executed scam. So yes, you're, you're being consistent. I, I like that. I, I would agree with you. Yeah, right. If if we didn't yell and scream about sound of freedom we shouldn't yell and scream about the taylor swift scam they're this both great pro box office scammers but i know? was 
Perf- I was I was personally affected by the right. Taylor Swift scam. So you were seeing the effects of uh, the scammed person. Right. Real, real, real you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I, I don't regret what I said, but I will say respect to the scammer. Right. And I also saw it this weekend. I saw it with nieces and the party atmosphere was great, though. I will I will say there was one moment that gave me some uh, a bit of a scare. And when I saw this movie, sitting with my sister, my wife, my nieces, my mom was there, full family, we had a full row. Not me, I was not invited. Just Not so invited, no. d- Don't picture me there, because I was never, I, it was never even mentioned. I no, didn't even no. get like a... Not even in a, in a kidding around way. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That could have been misinterpreted. Yeah, no. no. And I went to, a couple of songs in, went to go get some more concessions for my nieces. I get back, at that point in the movie, all these tween teen young girls are in the aisle already and they're singing and they got their phones out and i had to get past them to get to my row where my family was and i had that moment where then they started having phones out and i'm behind them Mm. and i'm like is this what ends it all Mm -hmm. me trying to squeeze past these teen tween young girls who Again, they have their phones out. Yeah. And I think I I think it was okay. I think I was able to get past them in a way where everything is okay. But that is the one warning. And we talked about creep show screenings of Taylor Swift. And I think maybe that really is starting to become necessary. You you're playing operation. You were I can't touch anything here in this aisle. Yes. I just need to yeah, I yeah. need to get yeah, I need to get this popcorn and these, you know, nachos past them and yeah. not wind up on a TikTok. Yeah. Um, and I think I was able to do that. And it was a su- successful event. Yeah. I mean, this thing, whether it's a movie, whether it's not, this has been such a boon for box office. So, Kirk, what is the have you gotten any more reactions within the Kirk Minahan show world, the stoolies? And I know at Barstool, you have a few very yeah. sort of famous Swifties. Have you interacted yes. with, I guess, the main Swiftie over at Barstool? Have you had any discussions about how the, not the really. Taylor I, Swift movie has went for this person? Not really. My producer, again, my one of my new producers, Coleman, he's 23. He's a bro. Mm-hmm. He uh, tweeted the video that went around of those girls in a circle at the end of the movie mm-hmm. a week or two ago that they look like, you know, a horror film. Mm-hmm. And he dumped on them and I quote tweeted it just like I quote tweeted the Clay one and I said you know listen like these are kids having like this is what kids are supposed to do if Bruce Springsteen right had a born in the USA concert film in 1984 I would have been I would have come in with the ripped jeans and the white yep. t-shirt and the bandana and the fist up high like right I'm not I am not here to shame uh uh these people I'm just not going to participate because I just am not a fan of Taylor Swift but it is insane in a year I think the craziest box office here ever Yes. Between yeah. Center Freedom, behind uh, between Barbie Heimer, obviously, between uh, some of these crazy bombs, like the death of a lot of these franchises. Oh, and yeah. Now, this is now just a, a movie that came out of nowhere with no publicity. It's going to make, you know, a couple hundred million dollars. This is, I think, the wildest box office year on record. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I just think it is. I, I, don't even, I don't even think there's competition, at least this century at least yeah if you if you look at it taylor swift the errors tour and sound of freedom are both sort of self-financed independent movies that will Mm -hmm. both be two of the top 10 
domestic earners of the year. Mm-hmm. What about a wild twist ending to the Taylor Swift concert movie where she'd been kidnapped at the end of it and then Caviezel goes to look for her and they sort of, like we said last time, they cross over each other. Yeah. Oh, if you, that would be crazy. If you combine, because those audience, if you combine both of them, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Right crazy. There. Crazy. You know, if they had the QR code that Taylor Swift is saying, scan this QR code so Jim Caviezel could find me. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, six, seven hundred million for the next one. Uh, it, there's almost needs to be, you know, we're a box office podcast, but we love the Oscars. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we actually did a guest spot this week on a, a show we like called Mike, Mike and Oscar. It's all a year round Oscar award show type podcast. Very mm-hmm. fun. And looking ahead to the Oscars, this is the year. If they want to get audience, there needs to be some kind of best scam movie category. Yeah. Because between Taylor Swift, the Eras tour sound of freedom, I'm sure there's some other scam we could find just to pad it out and get it to three. But those two alone, you put that on last and you have, is Madoff still alive? You have Madoff come out and announce that. Fortunately, no. For, I guess fortunately for some people, he has expired. Yeah. Okay. expired. He is on, he was on your top 10 Jewish people list. Well, just impact. Yeah, impact. again, yeah. 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 I never invested, but you could put, you could put Cruz in there. He was trying to scam people by saying all these movies were great. Yeah. That, they, that's, that's it. Yeah. yeah, Tom Cruise presenting the best scam movie, the Flasher. award. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah, that I think that's the type of thing that gets the Oscars back to you know the Billy Crystal level of of audience. You know, who you get to announce the nominees is the the biggest scam movie of all time, or one of the biggest scam movies of all time, Catfish, and not only because of its what it was about, but the way it was marketed like a horror movie. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And then right, it just right. ends up being, oh, this older, unattractive woman, no offense, <laughs> right. uh, wanted right. to date me. Right. I mean, you know, go back and watch that trailer. It looked like there was some murder involved there. So you get the catfish guys yeah. to For come out and announce movie. these. I mean, listen, that's great for the Oscars. They'll yeah. never do it, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Taylor Swift, a uh, 67% drop that I think is still a successful hold for this type of movie. It's a concert movie. Um, well, it dropped the same as Miley Cyrus, best of both worlds to around yeah. that 66%. But of course, Miley Cyrus, best of both worlds did not open to $92 million. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah. So, uh, I think it's time to move on to the big movie that opened this weekend. Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. He's reteaming with Leo and reteaming with De Niro, who they haven't made a movie together since Casino, which is amazing. Almost 25 years plus wow. since the two of them have teamed up. And so, and who knows with Scorsese, we want him to be around for 50 more years, but every movie could be his last. So every movie he puts out is an event. So Kirk, thrown to you first. Did you have a chance to see this? And if not, I did. will you? Okay, so, I mean, let's, let's you know, we're not critics, huh? Huh. But what did you think of just the experience of this? Where does this rank for you, you know, loosely in your Scorsese fandom? Right. What was your time at the movies here? Uh, I said on my show tonight, it, it kind of bumped its head against greatness. It occasionally got above the greatness level. Mm-hmm. And I think settled right below it when the movie ended. It, mm-hmm. It's in that B plus A minus range to me. Mm-hmm. Um, remind him, you know, I, it's 
of course, you could have trimmed some time from it, obviously. There's no question about that. Performances, I thought, were great. It looked great. I actually like the ending. I, we, I know we're not going to get into that. The ending actually worked for me. Um, overall, like Scorsese movies, I mean, I thought it was a really, really good movie. And Scorsese is such a great director. It probably is, I don't know, eighth, seventh, ninth. Right. But I really liked it. Like, I thought it was really, really, really good. And I thought De Niro was great. In it. it was great to see De Niro like a live, you know, giving a big performance in a big movie, uh, going head to head with DiCaprio, who was also terrific. And so was Lily Gladstone. I, I really liked it. Yeah. I, I saw this on Thursday. Um, I think did the thing that I'd recommend, which is I saw an afternoon showing me, my wife went to like a yeah, 3 PM that. that we were able to go out, get some food afterwards. And I, I'd be in the same, I really loved it. I, felt the runtime a little bit. I love the ending that, that brought me back to like that great, you know, near great, possibly great level. And I kind of agree it's Scorsese. Is it top five for him? Is it top 10? But when you talk about the level of a film, if Scorsese's 15th best movie is almost any other great director's first or second best movie mm -hmm. um yeah. and it was yeah the de niro thing it was great to see as much as we love war with grandpa and it did help save box office mm -hmm. yeah it was nice to see him in a real movie which we've yeah. gotten very little of the last 20 plus years yeah right i'm guessing you guys aren't counting the irishman right when you said he hasn't worked with oh de Niro's of course okay. i know if you, well it's a streaming movie i know how you the, guys are yeah yes. um the other thing is, and again, just real quick, I mentioned this on the show uh, earlier tonight, is I grew up, the movie stars that I grew up with were guys like, you know, Cruz. Yep. Clayton Stanzas. Me, you're more, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pat's more of a- uh, Zach Efron. Uh, you know, kind Sean, of, uh, Sean William Scott kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cruz, ha Harrison Ford, Costner, uh, Gibson. Mm -hmm, like, DiCaprio mm -hmm. is completely fine playing a dummy mm -hmm. who is ugly and cruel and mean, like he jumps right in. Like those guys wouldn't have done that. I, that's mm -hmm. why. And he's still a great, great movie star. I mean, this movie is about three hours and 40 minutes. It's depressing the whole way through. Mm -hmm. It's about a subject matter that nobody really cares about. I mean, I know the book was a bestseller, but it's completely different than the book. Yes. And the movie made $25 million this weekend. I, I know it's sort of underperformed. Maybe what some people thought it was going to do. But it still made twenty five million dollars. Scorsese's a star too, but you know that's that's I I, I like that DiCaprio still does stuff like this, and no other big star when I grew up would even go near something like no. this. No, yeah, there was always you know Harrison Ford would never play a villain; he always had to be the hero. I mean, that was yeah, similar with all those gentlemen. But here's the thing that's super important about this too, because you you mentioned how much it made, so it made twenty three, and. We knew when we said this, Leo guarantees you 20. And he brought that plus a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And audiences love this film. Cinema score, A minus, one of the only movies out of, so out of all Scorsese's movies, three have gotten A minuses The Departed, Goodfellas, and Killers of the Flower Moon. Now, wow. When you look at those first two movies, those are romps. Those are movies that, you know, you put on, you can watch from any part, right. you know, if you're watching it on cable or whatever. Yeah, they're, they're watch agains as we yeah. call them. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon, like you said, it is a depressing film that is over three hours long 
and people are loving it because, like you said, this is the weirdest box office year ever, and right. we're seeing sea changes everywhere. And one of the sea changes, and we beat this drum, is that younger people want to see actual films again. They want to mm-hmm. see actual films made by actual directors. They don't want Marvel movies that are just a cog in a big machine that have no unique qualities. They don't want the roller coasters, as Scorsese said. They want a cinematic experience. And that's what they're getting with Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, Oppenheimer definitely helped this, right? Oh, 100%. Oppenheimer is going to be looked at as such a watershed moment. You know, uh, all these video game movies this year, Barbie, like it's just such a huge sea change that we're going to see the reverberations from it uh, for the next decade. And it's all happening and starting this year. Yeah, I think Oppenheimer helped in that it primed younger audiences for wanting to see good movies and making those movies cool and a thing to do for younger people. I think it did sort of skew expectations for this in the sense that Oppenheimer opened so big and was considered a dark movie. So the thought is, oh, this could do that. But when you finally see Killers of Flower Moon, it's so much darker Mm -hmm. and less commercial than Oppenheimer. I mean, Oppenheimer feels like a true popcorn movie compared to how just, uh, and and it's entertaining because it's Scorsese and he is one of the greatest showmen in entertainment history, but Oppenheimer is so much easier to watch than Killers of Flower Moon. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't have a particular. I like this movie a lot, and I have no desire to revisit it anytime uh-huh. soon. Where Oppenheimer, I could watch tomorrow in two seconds. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think this is. Yeah, this is a great testament to what a star Leo is. Because imagine Kills a Flower Moon. I mean, th- look at the stars of Silence. I really like Silence, Scorsese's movie before The Irishman. Yep. But if Killers of the Flower Moon was starring either. Adam Driver or Andrew Garfield, it, it probably opens to two or three million dollars in a wide release. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's probably right. Even with Scorsese directing. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. If it's yeah. De Niro and everything else about it is the same, but it's Andrew Garfield in there, this is fully a tiny prestige movie. It is not a mainstream open to 20 plus million dollar movie. Um, let's talk demos. Really fast here, gentlemen. 62% male, 38% female, 46% of the audience between 18 and 34. A largest quad being 25 to 34 at 27%. Uh, 38% of the audience was over 45, which makes sense. Diversity demos, 60% Caucasian, 17% Latino, Hispanic, 8% Black, 8% Asian, and 7% Native American. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's got to be an over-index there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, best grades were under 25 guys. Wow. Okay, so what is the the feeling around the water cooler and the offices over at Barstool? Are the young stoolies into this movie? Because, I mean, Scorsese, they all watched Wolf of Wall Street. Right, that's their movie, yeah. They probably you know, took the wrong lessons out of it, but it's okay as long as they watched it. Mm -hmm. So what, what was the sort of, was this an event for Barstool? 
I saw a couple of the younger guys give a video review. They didn't like it. And then a couple of guys around my age talk about how much they liked it. I'm, I am surprised mm-hmm. that, say, a 22 or 23-year-old would really love and impressed that they would really love this movie. I'm trying to think if I would have loved this movie mm-hmm. at 22. Maybe. But, in, but I do think, to our earlier point, there is also there, like, like I said earlier, my guys, Clayton's guys were Cruz and Costner. We went with these guys for everything. Mm-hmm. That generation is Leo. They've had Leo the whole time. Mm-hmm. So if Leo's in the movie now, I think they are conditioned to, to at least by default think they like it, you know, to start and, and then have to be convinced otherwise. So that's a, to your point, if Andrew Garfield's starring in it, oh, you know, the audience score is a C or a C plus. Yeah, I mean, you know, right. And he might so, have been yeah. great in it. It just doesn't matter. Oh, he's he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So I think that's a big part of it because I, I don't like, I mean, it is, I've seen a lot of people compare it to 12 Years a Slave and I, I get that. This is like, this movie is depressing. There's, there's parts that are light and funny and stuff, but I mean, this movie is dark, 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 dark. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think the whole story of this movie is going to be the legs and part of that is, you know, this is an Apple Plus production, and they're giving it a full release. It was in 3,000 theaters. It's being treated like a full-blown movie. But can they show the restraint to not put this on the streaming service in the next month? I would say, can they hold off on it all year? You know, can they let this play through the holidays. I had a prediction a couple of weeks ago. I thought this would be on the service on Christmas day. And the more I think about it, this needs to be able to play through the holidays, mm-hmm. not to be, and not to be promoted ahead of time. It'll drop on the surface. Cause I think once that gets out, then people say, you know what, then I'm not going to go see it until it's on the surface. So, I mean, Kirk, do you think that Apple can show no that way. restraint. You don't think so? Oh, well, I think, you know, two or three weeks from now, it's going to be doing three, four million. I mean, uh, a month from now, right? I mean, am I, am I you know, I mean, I, I think that's this weekend, it's going to make, what, eight or nine if it's 10 next weekend, if things are great. So a month from now, you know, I don't, I don't think Apple spent 230 million for when people are home during the holiday to not watch it. That, yeah. that could, be, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. And they just play it. For, but, I just don't think it's going to make enough money where they're going to they're going to rationalize that. I mean, I don't. If they do Thanksgiving, then then the box office for this is is got no shot. Right. Well, so with uh, we're reading in Deadline, of course, Anthony D D is for Disney. D Alessandro is writing that with this these exits, right? The A minus Cinema Score mm-hmm. and the high recommendation rate for this. And being an awards front runner for whatever that means, if this can stay in theaters, it could do four or five times multiplier. Wow. So mm-hmm. that would put it at eighty to one hundred. That's big, yeah. And that could be a big hit. And that's one of those things that you know Apple wants to separate itself from Netflix. So mm-hmm. you know it's it's already run one Best Picture, and it, could Apple be the streamer that really works well with theatrical? in a way that scratches everybody's back. Mm. Because if this movie is a over a $100 million earner domestically, it doesn't matter when it comes on Apple TV. People are going to watch it because it was a hit that made Bafa Bobo. So I think that is the thing is like, wh- what does Apple want to do? 
I mean, does it care about theatrical at all? Should it? Who knows? Right. Ne- next weekend's important because I'm looking at, and obviously Wolf of Wall Street is a much poppier, fun movie, but Wolf of Wall Street in 2013 only opened to 18 million, but then second weekend it made 13 million, only dropped 28%. Next weekend only dropped 33%. And then that movie ends up getting to 116 domestic. So I think next weekend, if Killers of the Flower Moon can hold in the teens, you know, not, not drop 50, 60% where it's like you said, Kirk, making 10 million next weekend. But if next weekend it's made 14 or 15 in a second weekend, then I think Apple could see, okay, we could get this to a hundred, which is a mm-hmm. magical number in everyone's psyche. Mm-hmm. You know, we all think of hundred million dollar domestic. That's a hit. Yeah. So I think well, next week is going to be huge. Yeah. But here's the thing, fellas, it could be running into a buzzsaw. Wow. Right. It could be. I mean, we've got Kirk's got inside Intel. Yeah. I mean, I was, yeah, I was talking about this with you guys. Uh, I think a couple of, not last time we talked about the expendables four, which is going to make less domestically than that Phil Robertson duck, uh, movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, I was telling you guys, Harry Minahan and his crew, the, the Harry Minahan mafia, the 11 year olds, mm-hmm. all Harry was talking about was five nights at Freddy's for weeks. We wa- we saw the trailer before some movie. He and I, I forget what it was. And the, there was like a bunch of guys his age. It went crazy. And that's, um, this movie, I think is, I think it's a chance. This movie makes over $90 million at opening wow. weekend. I mean, Austin, you know, wanna be oh boy, Austin, OG wanna be oh boy, Austin mm-hmm. was on the show last uh, episode mm-hmm. and he has similar thoughts and he's a youngster mm-hmm. and he's not even a gamer. That's the thing. Not a gamer. Oh, no. Not a gamer. And he sees this thing as a possible Goliath. And it doesn't matter. Peacock. Peacock means nothing. These kids don't know they have Peacock. It doesn't mean anything. Correct. He said 80. So he's, he's saying that this thing could be the biggest day and date release ever. And I mean, I'm there with him because anybody I talk to is talking about this movie like it is a generational event because this is, I think, a movie it's it's a movie based on a game that was young kids' first, one of their first scary experiences. And the mm-hmm. thing is, this was a game kids played together and experienced together. And so they will want to go to the theater and experience it together. So you're going to see these groups. You're going to see a bunch of kids going to see this with their friends they used to play this game with yeah yep yep and i can tell you my son like the, he even sees things now where he's on instagram or tiktok where they're like freddie's almost like a character in those things now so it's not even the game itself now it's become something else so they're excited about that and they're telling jokes about that and they're showing each other i don't know what the hell is going on but they are fired up for this movie they are ready now, so he so he is he is there a new freddie in town so are we now i mean me and you kirk obviously is being yeah, sure. you know gen x uh Freddy Krueger. I mean, now when we say Freddy, are you ready for Freddy? Are people going to say, do you mean am I ready for Five Nights at Freddy's? And we'd be like, no, no, ready for Freddy. You know, the the hit album. That that thing's Freddy Prince Jr. Of course. We all have our Freddy, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah, I I mean, I don't... (laughs) 
I think it's going to, that's the wild thing is you're right. Like we have Peacock Harden. He doesn't, he doesn't care about, he doesn't even know what that is. No. He's, which is again, another part of this wild year. This movie's going to make $80 million. And nobody, if you had asked me or somebody six months ago, this is sort of the other weird thing where I think a lot of these box office experts, not you guys are really old and out of touch is they just completely miss on movies like this. Initially, mm-hmm. they, you know, we saw with Barbie even, but they don't even really understand how, how can they? They yeah. don't understand that that means something to these kids. And it's going to mean, you know, I think Megan was the same way where it just yes. overperforms. They don't even know about it because it gets a sort of social media life before it even comes out. And you're, I mean, you're seeing it now. This movie is, you know, it's going to be a runaway. It, now, your son, Harry Minahan, I'm guessing mm-hmm. the Taylor Swift movie wasn't a big deal for him. Him and his friends. No, he hates Taylor Swift. Yeah. Hates Taylor, but yeah. is Five Nights at Freddy's going to be the young guys yes. Taylor Swift, the Eras tour where they're going That's, and they yep. dance in the front of the theater or, or well, they, well, they'll do something. They, do. Um, they already have something they were talking about. Again, for me now, it's going to be when Harry wants his, he likes the pretzel bites. So when I have to go get him some pretzel bites, another slushy, I'm now going to have to maneuver around young boys, which is, yeah, I think even, just as troublesome. So yeah, even worse, yeah. they'll have their phones out. So another tip out there for the, for the guys that, you know, be careful, just, you know, yep. head down and just and get, get in your seat. Yeah. But yeah, they're already talking about some, some code or I don't know what the hell is going on, but they are like, the movie is almost secondary to the experience itself. The movie I'm going to guess is not going to be great. Right. Be yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's cares? the day and date. I mean, I feel like yeah. that's why it went day and date because of that. Cause the quality of the film, but I think they underestimated the power of the IP. And we even got right. a email mm-hmm. from one of BO person, Andrew, because mm-hmm. They did not specify. It says, love the podcast. Of course you do. Uh, and mentioned that they're going Wednesday night with their daughter uh, mm-hmm. because it comes out in the 20, on the 25th in the UK. So this is somebody that, Pat, you would relate to because they're over, you know, over the pond or whatever. Oh, they'd be thrilled to see me over there. I'll, I'll, I'll be making a visit there at some point this year. So don't worry, Andrew. And says, uh, we are missing a huge thing online when it comes to this film is that there's a large amount of free or cheap advertising that's going on on YouTube. There's a number of people that have channels around playing the game or exploring the lore around how the murder started, why, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And, you know, that is so true. This thing is getting so much free publicity. Like, you, I mean, I've seen actual, you know, people who make money on, you know, horror content. Uh, I know Dead Meat, which is a, they do kill counts. They did a special video where they play the game. But it not just them. This is like kids. This is other groups that hit a way younger demographic that are doing these and getting traction on TikTok and YouTube and things like that. And that is all pure advertisement for this film. Yeah. I mean, this is a game. So these are gaming, uh, you know, streamers who just play the game, talk about the game. You watch again. I'm sure Harry Minahan. All, 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 all day with his buddies. Yeah. Lo- loves yeah, watching, watching these, these, watching other games. guys play games. Yep. Yep, yeah. that's the it's your whole existence. Yeah, now it's finally translating to 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 movies. I mean, I guess it was yeah. inevitable. Yeah, and and it this emailer, Andrew, says that they've been reviewing the trailers when they come out, with some of them actually having small parts in the movie. So uh, I'm reading that as there are 
YouTube gaming YouTubers who are going right. to appear in Five Nights at Freddy's. I mean, those are your movie stars to this generation. That's, you've been, that's what you guys have been calling out for months. Yeah, you've been, and that's exactly right. Where's your Logan Pauls? Where's yep. your, this is for Harry and these guys? When I don't know, Harry will be like, "Oh, this I'm a huge fan of this guy on YouTube. I never heard of him. How many followers does he have? Oh, he's 46 million. Mm-hmm. Oh my well, God. that's what you're gonna get. This guy's gonna put it on YouTube. He's gonna tweet it out. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. Like that's that's great. How does you know? We mentioned Andrew Garfield earlier. Great actor, uh-huh. but there's a handful of actual movie stars. So Denzel, Leo, you know, Joker, Joker, uh, Meryl Streep, for sure. They don't have anything to worry about when it comes to these online YouTuber personalities, but how does Andrew Garfield compete with these gaming YouTubers who have, like you said, 50 million subscribers to their channel. And now they're migrating into appearing in movies. Mm -hmm. Andrew, Garfield, Adam Driver, how are they going to compete with these new stars? I mean, Andrew Garfield will probably play Spider-Man again. Like, yeah, I'm guessing like older Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That'll be it. And then he'll just do good. You know, he'll do things like what was it a couple of years ago? The Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, uh, yeah, Tick Tick Boom. He'll just do little movies like that and just be an actor. But you're right. Like you have you have no chance against guys like you know. PewDiePie and right. uh, Mr. Be- I mean, if Mr. Beast wanted to do a Mr. Beast movie, yeah, he was a star in it. It would make like seventy million dollars over yeah. that weekend. You yeah. promote it would make seventy million dollars. There's, just, there's and, just no, you know, they should be doing that. Yeah, and that's a coming of age where you know uh, who the angry video game nerd or whatever did his movie how many years ago. And it didn't get any traction, and because that was too a early. too early. Yeah, you know, right. it's never I the people know. who do it first; it's the people who do it later. Right, as right, PK. as they say. Right, the Smosh movie was eight That's years right. ahead of its time. Yes, right. but yeah, the Mr. Beast movie would be huge. This year, you nailed it, Kirk. Is such a sea change year for movies, and starting last January, Megan. This is the year the younger generation took over. And Five Nights at Freddy's is going to be possibly the easy rider, you know, of this generation. Mm -hmm. It's going to be that movie that we all look to that 30 years from now is the shorthand about this generation. You know, that that's played in the if the Academy Awards still exist in some form. That'll be the montage of the 2020s to show in Five Nights at Freddy's the way we go to Easy Rider to kick off the 70s. Yeah. I mean, Pat, as a millennial, how does it feel to Gen be X. usurped? How does it feel? I mean, I'd been usurped a while ago because I'm Gen X. So, you know, it was a while since me and Nirvana were, were the front of the culture. So I, I, I've gotten this for a while. I've okay. gotten this for a while. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to we're gonna be covering this on the next episode. Five Nights at Freddy's is potentially the final huge story of this sea change year at the box office. 92 million opening weekend. That's my prediction. Wow. Love it. Love wow. it. We're going to be I, doing our predictions on Wednesday. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I understand. I just no, but I know. That. Shoot that gun. Shoot that shot. 92 million. 90. And then the second weekend, I don't think anybody's going to go, but 92 million opening. Because it's pa- past, uh, you know, it's past Halloween too. I mean, this is also the confluence of right. things where it's like, it is that weekend of Halloween, which this is opening on. So that's also huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and also just to throw out that 
emailer we just mentioned, Andrew, he found the B.O. Boys through Kirk Minahan. Of so well, there, there you go. go. Out maybe I'll dress up as maybe I'll, maybe I'll dress up as a uh, Killers of Flower Moon character for Halloween. I'm not sure which one yet. Maybe oh, Brendan Fraser. Uh, who knows? Who's to say? I, I I don't know yet. I mean, Brendan Fraser or Lithgow would be. Then you're. Mm-hmm. It's like a nice suit if you have. Right. And yeah, I'm not sure. Walk around be... and overact quite a bit. Yes. And, and people Ooh. know. Oh, he's Brendan Fraser. That was Killers of Flower Moon. That, that was that was a rough scene. Yeah. Now, uh, it, it's funny. Do you ever, Kirk? Do you ever go to the iTunes store ever and look at the movies and like the deals they have? Because sometimes they sell these iTunes movies for four ninety nine, and and it, they'll be uh-huh. themed. And it's yeah. the films of so and so. Like, say Denzel has a new movie out, so Equalizer yeah, sure. three. This one was the stars of Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, and it had. All these great De Niro movies, all these great Leo movies, yeah. and then these, and then it had like George of the Jungle. Encino and Encino Man. Man. Encino Man was there, which is a great movie. It's a spectacular movie. But, so is Footloose. Is that on there? No. Um, I, Lithgow special? No. I don't think that was okay. on there. But uh-huh. uh, but the Brendan Fraser ones, uh, uh, be, uh, what is that? Beda- Bedeviled or Bedazzled. Oh, with, uh, yeah. Elizabeth Hurley? Yes. The remake? Yeah. yeah, that one was on there. And it was very depressing <laughs> the whale didn't even make it it was all yeah. just like well, you, oh this guy's career was rough you can't discount the whale any f- deeper at this point on itunes yeah I'm, I'm sure they've been discounting that for a while so uh just wanted to get one last quick hit from you kirk on something coming mm-hmm. out next month any thoughts as we get closer to captain marvel to aka the marvels Ooh. Superhero, I mean, that's the other big story is the younger people rejecting superheroes. The projections on this keep getting lower and lower. Now they're saying 75 million, which would be half of what the last one opened to. I mean, I think Clayton and I both think it's going to be way lower than that. Mm -hmm. Lower, lower, lower. Yeah. This is, again, sort of like one of these bellwether, like this is definitely one of those movies where that audience, I'll again, go, you know, Harry Minahan audience who was super into Marvel like two years ago. My son was super into Marvel. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, we watched them all. He was that age. We started going to the movies. We, we saw a couple of them. Now, no, I mean, no, didn't even know the movie's coming out. Like wow. no interest, none. Wouldn't even, if I told him, he would just he'd give me that face he gives me of the like, sort of confusion and disappointment. That I even brought it up. Like he had, he's embarrassed to be my son kind of look. Wow. So I would say, you know, put it this way, that movie now, is making kids embarrassed of their parents. That that's that's where it's at, and wow. no parent wants to be put in that situation. It's tough enough anyway. I mean, so yeah, uh, complete zero. Like, and I, th- I think Marvel for the first time is in this sort of when you look at the movies they have coming up after this, they are, uh, you know, they they have to figure stuff out because they are in a weird spot right now. Well, yeah. and Deadpool got pushed. Deadpool three got yeah. pushed. Right. Which is rough because then it, I mean, that was the one that was going to keep the boat afloat. Yeah. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's the Captain America movie without Captain America. Yep, and no one it cares is about that. That Thunderbolts movie, which right. God knows what that is going to be. We love, I mean, Julia Louis Dreyfus, of course, all timer, but Florence Pugh. Yeah. But that is going to be just a nightmare of a movie. The, this, you, take, you take Guardians out, which was essentially like just an original in a lot of ways. I mean, right. they've been really, really struggling. It was the last hurrah. Yeah. I mean, it is going to be looked at as the, I mean, again, this year, it came out this year, last hurrah for the MCU and its reign of terror. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it is over. And that was signaling the end. And, it, you know, I like those movies. I'll stand up for those movies. I really enjoyed the third one. But yeah, this Marvel's good. 50 to 75. So we're looking at this thing could open at a level of an Ant-Man movie mm-hmm. pre-Quantumania, yeah. which were always looked at as the, the smallest of the small when it came to the Marvel Gee, movies. Yeah. And now yeah. this one will be lucky if it makes as much as Ant-Man and the Wasp made. Wow. And that is such a fall from glory. Yeah, I, I feel like with the Marvels, the thing it's going to try and cling to, and I don't think it's going to work, is the sort of girl power box office of this year. You know, Barbie, Taylor Swift movie. It's a huge story that that audience has propelled two of the biggest movies of the year. And I think the Marvels is going to say, hey, we're also that. Or almost, in honestly, in a charitable case. Like, hey, don't keep this going. And I think the audience is going to see right through that. And they're going to say, no, Captain Marvel is is not Taylor Swift. Captain Marvel is not Barbie. It's, it's not Greta Gerwig. If you yeah. were able to get Greta Gerwig to do your Marvel's movie, sure. maybe, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, no. Yeah. My final take on the whole thing is in an odd way, I think there's a chance that the winner of this whole thing, if they get their stuff together, is going to be the Star Wars movie franchises because they have sat out for these last few years. Oddly, they may become retro and like lovable again to mm-hmm. a generation. They might get lucky when they come back out because now they have been through the entire wave. I'm not saying it's going to, but I think there's actually a chance that might happen because you never, Underdogs. now we know, you never know. There's no rules. Like right. Star Wars may get hot on Instagram or TikTok for three months for some reason and then just get going again. So I, I actually think there's a chance that's going to happen because now the Marvel thing is, is, you know, certainly decline. They, Star Wars, you know what Star Wars should do is they should make a movie that is a direct adaptation of a Star Wars video game. And listen, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know what that would be. But if there is a Star Wars game that has yeah. its own characters, has its own thing going, just be like, don't even say this is based on the Star Wars movies, based on the Star Wars game. And just try and fully be like, we are for the gamers. I feel like they did. I'm I I not informed enough. Wanna be a, any of our wanna be boys, wanna be girls, wanna be people, people who's more informed with Star Wars. I know I don't think it was a movie, but I do think there was some series that was based on a game. Uh, let us know. Yeah, but again, a movie, and again, this is that might have been before its time. This is the gamer time. So well, Star I, Wars needs to pivot to being based on the game. I've said this, and I, I think we said this to Mendelssohn. I think Mendelssohn sort of laughed it off, but the next Bond should be the should be GoldenEye, the game. Yes, the movie. Adaptation. Yeah. That's what it should be. Yeah. Because yeah. kids would go see it, and uh, we would see that. Yes, because that's all of our generation. Well, I mean, yeah. it's more of our generation. Me and Kirk. Yeah, sure. but, yeah. but yeah, but Five Nights at Freddy's is going to make $35, $40 million more opening weekend than this Captain Marvel movie. Wow. And I, and I, I called this before any of the tracking that this movie was going to blow exorcist away, blow it away. And I've been vindicated. Yeah. Exorcist put it in there with Indiana Jones. Yep. And transformers and all these dead old IPs that the gamers don't care about. So listen, great episode. 
of course, started started with a bang, possible collab. So yeah, more on that to come on both shows. Trending on Twitter right now, yep. So besides that huge news, what's going on over at the Kirk Minahan show that our listeners should be excited about? You got new producers. How is that been new working producers. Out? It's doing pretty pretty good so far. I was in New York at Barstow. We did a all-star edition of Surviving Barstow, which isn't up yet. It was a Survivor Week. We were Portnoy and myself, a bunch of guys were camped in for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a week off from those guys. Now we're back and we're trying to get it together. So far, so good. I'm just doing the show right now and just kind of, yeah, we're, we're, uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm not really working on anything else right now. Live stuff next year, but um, but just the show. Yeah, you can go subscribe or whatever. But uh, but yeah, no, everything's good. But now, I mean, obviously the big news now is this potential collaboration, which sort of throws everything out of whack. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be the biggest news of 2024. So the hats no in the question. ring, obviously, a lot of things to be worked out. And obviously, there's people out there on the streets who need to get there, you know, get seen and and discussed. As, you know, you, you got to keep sure, it legally. Yeah, legally, we need to. Sure. Yeah, we have to tap dance around that stuff. And, right. and, and a also, lot of HR concerns. You got to get some people on the street. Give them an yeah. interview. What would American Idol be without your William Hungs, right? Exactly. You bring them on, you mock them, you laugh at them. America embraces them. Then they go do birthday parties for a bunch of years. But, you know, meanwhile, you'll be the, uh, who would that be? Kelly Clarkson. Fantasia. Fantasia. Kelly Clark- okay. Okay. I would say Daughtry maybe, but okay, sure. Yeah, that works. Daughtry that works. ain't bad. Listen. Yeah. He had his He's run. Yeah. He had his run. So, of course, listen to the Kirk Manahan show and the B.O. Boys. See where that goes and email us, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. We're YouTubers, so watch this show on YouTube. And, Kirk, we're doing something that we've branded web exclusives. Clayton and yes. I do special after the show. It's the after BO. So after this, mm-hmm. me and Clayton are going to get back on mic, analyze how this went, and that will be exclusively on like the that. YouTube channel. So to get the whole story, you got to subscribe to the BO Boys YouTube channel. Follow us at the BO Boys pod across social media, BO. Senior intern Christopher killing it there. And of course, thanks to Wannabeo junior intern Jack for his research. And he just put up, we're now, we have a sub stack with articles. Mm-hmm. Jack just wrote a 2024 predictions article that's on the BO yeah. Boys sub stack. So go subscribe there. And I mean, I think that's it, Clay. And of course, five stars on Apple Podcasts. Give it to us, give it to Kirk. Everyone loves a five star review. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think that's it. That's it. I I can't think of anything else we could possibly say. Nope. Except for, until next time, we'll We'll smell smell you at the box office. Nailed it. it.